The Chet Topic Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Kopik, Jeff Pinkus. This is Unscripted and In Your Face. Well, welcome once again to the show that brings us one step closer to the end of the Western Hemisphere. Along with my good friend, uh, the Pinker, this is uh, Kopik, here to enlighten you on what's going on in the great city of Chicago mm-hmm. and other locales. Pinker, right off the top. Taking a dump, reading the Sun-Times. I Go ahead, like Chester. To, uh, I would like to pay homage to uh, uh, Cicero, mob boss, Michael the Large Guy Sarno. Now, you might not know entirely about what Michael's all about, but I, I see a really interesting guy here. He got a judge. Mm-hmm. He got a judge to approve him. He's been under house arrest. And, I mean, if you look at this guy's track record, and if you look at his picture, you got to believe one thing. He's either a Neanderthal, or you have to believe that Darwin's theory of evolution was right on target. I've seen I mean, better that heads is come one, That is one ugly mother. He is. I've seen better heads come out of zippers. Look I'm at that you, son he, of a gun. If he was a dog, I would shave his ass and make him walk backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he also, Why are you he so also with that guy? Is, uh, well, I, let, me, let me carry oh, on. Oh, I'm going to oh, yank oh. this out of the Sun-Times. Mm-hmm, today. Um, he did six and a half years in 95 uh, for uh, mob racketeering. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is also known in mob circles as fat ass. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine Don Vito Corleone saying this? Hey. I want you to, uh, I want you to talk to Barzini and uh, while you're at it, uh, uh, maybe you, maybe maybe you whack fat ass. <laughs> Hey, it's a holidays. It's our, it's our, it's our. I, I know it's our holiday show, first, but I mean this. It's our first holiday This guy podcast. got some judge to let him out from under house arrest it's to go to uh, first holiday uh, Joe's uh, Seafood over on uh, Grand Avenue. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that if I walked into Joe's Seafood and I saw this 400 pound slab of blubber, my first reaction would be, you know what? I'd rather be in the gay wing of Cook County Jail. That sweater that you've got on is going to put you in the gay wing of Cook County Jail. You know, I shop at St. Croix. I buy very, very quality sweaters. You shop at St. Croix? However, I, I think we should mention this. I bought this sweater in 1977. For 275 Just Just about the time yeah. the Bee Gees peaked with Jive Talking, I bought this sweater. That's a nice bromance sweater. Speaking of bromance, should we tell the audience uh, what our... Uh plans for the new year is going to be well yeah because i think it's uh it's going to be a bona fide news story it's got all the elements the public wants in a story <laughs> sex <laughs> sex sex mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. and drivel <laughs> well last year i had this idea i don't know how the pinker had this idea but i had this idea that i was going to um wanted to go to do a little promotion for wind radio it would be fun with big john howell and not cisco koto and who's not even with the station now so I went, I approached him. I said, I would like to go with you. He's a big, tall guy like you. And I'm, you know, kind of a, not a short guy, but, you know, kind of, you know, rounder and, and, and less, uh, you know, less lean as you are. I said, we should go to the Sybaris and get a, a, a hot tub or, you know, a whirlpool jacuzzi, sit there, fill it up with bubbles, smoke cigars. It would be a great promo for YouTube. And he thought that was a great idea. Well, there was never any follow through. Went to the PD. He thought it was a good idea. Well, now after meeting you, there's a reason why it didn't happen, because now you would be perfect. And then I thought, my co-host on Sunday, you know, on WIND from 5 to 7 p.m., Lisa Dominique, 
who's a sexy hot chick. And also horny to beat the band. Terribly horny. I mean, I mean, so, a, so horny so she'll do, anything. she'll do Harvey the Wonder Dog. It's, and that's her dog. <laughs> she wrote a book. She wrote, she's trying to kid us that she like, writes about dog books, children's books. Like that's her smoke screen as to being nice and vanilla and sweet. You know, she is kind of a tease though when you get right She's down a there. major tease. I mean, a major. major, major tease. So I went to her. Uh, you know, last week she had a book signing. I mean, my vein was throbbing, and all I was given was, uh, can I have one more drink? Yeah, well, <laughs> she, and she says you're always talking about her ass. So I said Well, to her, she's got a great ass. Apparently. So I said, let's, would you, and she's into it. I said, would you go to the Sybaris with Chet and I, and you can read us. We'll be smoking cigars, fill up the bubble bath, <laughs> and will you sing? I mean, will you read uh, the Harvey the Wonder Dog to us? And she said, I'm in. <clears throat> So we are going to go to Sybaris with our YouTube camera. We'll schlep Levy with us and Frankie Boy, and they'll come with, and they'll, they'll do some footage. And we're going to be sitting there in Sybaris. I've already called them. I called them six, eight months ago. They agreed. I left them a message. She called me back sometime in January. We're going to go. And it, it's not busy during the day. And that's the kind of place you take your hooker, or, I mean, <laughs> your wife to, to. And we're going to go and we're going to do a little YouTube video on, uh, on with Chet and the Pinker. You know what they do in their spare time during the day with Lisa Dominique. I thought you might enjoy that. I'll say one thing right now: we do have a spare time. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now we lead the league in spare time. Yeah, we, we do lead the league in spare time. This this kid uh, this kid really prop up our career. But I mean, I'm really going to go out and get uh, a funky bathing suit, oh, get a couple of copies of Reader's Digest, and uh, you know, big Cuban cigars. Definitely. If we do this, we're going to do it right. No question. We're going to do it. And right. I think it should be required that Lisa wear a thong. Oh, she's, yeah, I think so. I think that's not going to be a problem. And once you're in the water and the water begins to bubble, all bets are off. Yeah, well, it's uh, she could be our secret Santa. Yeah. Oh, we'll get her a nice little Santa Claus cap. Yeah, yeah. Christmas 2010 in January. Yeah, with Lisa. And uh, she's uh, she's agreed to it, so it's going to be we're going to finally get our menage de trois, Chet, uh, Lisa, and Pinker in the Sybaris in a bubble bath. So it should be an, an, uh, some somewhat of a uh, exciting event. And by the way, the film will debut at the Bijou Theater over on Well Street <laughs> sometime in February. Is it, the Bijou Theater story, is that a gay theater? Yeah. Oh, I thought this would be more like the Admiral Theater type of thing. Well, you know. By the way, speaking of the Admiral Theater, mm-hmm. the Admiral Theater should be sponsoring our podcast. Yes, it should be. Because we are everything the Admiral Theater is all about. We're just we're we're about terrible. sex. We're about fun, fun. We're about being your irreverent. Yes. We're about being irrelevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are heavy, heavy on irrelevant. Well, listen. You know, like you said many times, we dare to have a good time. We're unhireable. That's our problem. We're un. Although you work for you know you work for a very big company doing the Notre Dame uh, broadcast, so I shouldn't say that. But uh, for the most part, you know, I'm pretty unhireable. My wife, my wife said to me last night. If you didn't take so much, if you didn't, if you if you uh, took a little more crap and kissed a little more ass, yeah, it's just not my deal. And it's not that I tell people off; it's just that I tell people honestly what I think. And that's, of course, in today's society, it's it's less and less and less and less. And you can't do that anymore. You know, uh, what, With corporations. What, what what bothers me, and this is not limited to broadcasting; it's limited to uh, no, it's not limited to broadcasting at all, not at all. But I mean, if you if you dare to go against the corporate brain, mm-hmm. and I. This was true in the seventies, eighties, nineties. Now, if you are a major revenue producer, you can get away with it. But they don't let for, you become for a little while. They don't let you do that that's anymore. That's the hook. That's the hook. The way the corporate uh, apple is sliced today, you can't become that big. Correct. You can't become that big. So guys like you and I, 
who think out of the box, right. who are outrageous, right. were, were looked upon as being dangerous. That's very true. And, and it's very true. And they'd, and they'd rather keep it safe and boring. And the way I describe it is they play not to lose opposed to playing to win and gambling. Because when they put themselves on the line, if there's a problem, then the, the everybody has a boss. You know, it's very interesting, uh, I heard, and I w- I'd like to take credit for it, but I can't. But it's very interesting. I was, someone was talking to me about, I went to went a seminar a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about, you know, people, uh, you know, being like in these Amway things and, and so on and so forth. I'm thinking about the corporation. And they said, the corporation is the world's biggest pyramid in the world. And I was listening to him. What are you talking about? He says, does anybody make more than the CEO? Interesting. And then the CFO, and then the general salesman, or the regional guy, and then the sales manager, and then the salesmen, and then the people below them, like the technical producers. I thought that was so interesting. It's the biggest pyramid scam in the world. Corporations, not, not, you know, the Amways of the world. And I'm not an Amway type of, type of guy anyway, but I just thought that was so, it was just. Yeah, just I see you as being more, uh, more of a Mary Kay kind of guy. I am a Mary Kay. Dri- driving the pink Cadillac. It, it, the, the pinker. You know, don't they realize that 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 pink Cadillac is phraseology, which means vagina? Yes, they do. I mean, why don't they put them in purple Cadillacs? Well, because she's very smart. Because this is a niche that this gal caught. And by the way, they make male products. Maybe that's what you and I should do. They do. They do. My daughter bought me some shaving cream from Mary from Mary Kay. Would you ever? Would you ever buy? Would you ever buy out of a magazine? Would you ever buy out of a magazine a product advertised to increase the size of your joint? A minimum of two inches. Sure. Well, anything to help me. I'm a little Jew from Skokie. Yeah, I mean, of course I would. Of course I would. Sure I would. Hey, I'm a Bohemian from Northfield. But you know something? You know I... what they say about big guys with uh, big feet? Yeah. There was a football player once at uh, Michigan State yeah. named uh, Bubba Smith. Yeah. And his nickname was Skeet yes. Nubby. Really? Yeah. Do you want to know why? One? Yes, he didn't have one? Because he had the biggest feet and the smallest dick on the entire campus. What? I heard, <laughs> you know, you were a big uh, bear guy. I heard... This is what I heard now. You could probably confirm this, that Alonzo Spellman had the biggest penis in the world. No, no. That See? is incorrect. See? See? That is incorrect. Avoid the rumor. Otis Wilson Otis. would have walked up to Secretariat and said, is that all you got? <laughs> Otis Wilson? Otis Wilson was frightening. Otis Wilson. Otis Wilson's joint began in Chicago and ended in Naperville. Gee, he's got a big... He's got a big so he's a real monster of the midway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Monster. Monster of the Midway. I, I, I once said to Otis, I once said to Otis, and it was only, you know, joking, kind of mm-hmm. half joking. I said, I said, man, you should do porn films. I said, you'd be the biggest star in the world. And he's, he, and he didn't take and, up No, on I mean, it. Otis is a sweet guy, and, and I, I really dig Otis because he was raised in the Brownsville section of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. not far from where Mike Tyson was raised. Mm-hmm. And the cab will tell you, and I, and I don't dispute this for a moment, he could have been a star in, uh, on the NBA level, became a star playing pro football. He's still mama's boy, Otis, still makes a lot of dough here in Chicago. But Otis Wilson could have done porn films. He would have been bigger than Ron Jeremy. Really? Yeah. So I didn't, what is Otis doing today? I mean, I have no idea. Um, he's got a, a myriad of businesses. He does a whole lot of stuff. Good and, for uh, him. You know, you, know what he, you know what he mainly does? Mm-hmm. Because of the 85 Bears and because of his level of uh, stardom, he makes a living being Otis Wilson. Like I was reading a piece in Time magazine about uh, about celebrities and when they're relevant and when they're not relevant. You know, we 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 really don't care what's going on with Barack Obama or what's going on with Rahm Emanuel. 
we're, we're, we're more concerned about Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. And we're more concerned about uh, uh, Michael Jackson, that type of thing. That's true. But there there is nothing worse than becoming a former celebrity because the, the public has the spigot and the and the the turn between relevancy and irrelevancy is about you know the snap of Let a me ask you a question speaking of radio and this was no put down toward him and I'm not trying to be PC I'm just curious don't you think Steve Dahl made a living for years because of the demo, uh, the demo disco demolition night for all those years. Without question. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying he wasn't talented, but I mean, don't you think he milked that for everything he got? Well, he did. I mean, the, the great thing about Dahl is this: people think of Dahl as a broadcaster. He's not a broadcaster. Now, I say that as a qualifier. His great asset, Pinker, as you know, and you've got some of the same kind of you know Dahl blood running through your veins. He's a great businessman, mm. much like Mike North. Mm-hmm. Two guys I've met. Who can find a buck? I mean, if there is a buck right now at, um, you know, uh, uh, Fullerton and, and Damon underneath the uh, yeah, they just uh, have a, they have a, they have a nose they have a nose for the puck uh, Nissan yeah they they, they they will find that dollar I hear you and then they know they they, they know how to walk in and deal with the corporate uh, corporate strata I mean right. I mean who would have thought a guy like Mike North leaves the score has the debacle with Webio and now he's going to CBS going to Channel Two with with monsters and money I mean that isn't a survivor. That 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 that's a guy who who redefines the rules. He does. He really does. And and I wish him the best. Now, what's what's going on for Christmas? Any any big plans? Well, for, I, for, I always for, uh, for, I always try to make it a point to uh, celebrate the holiday in a very religious fashion. Yeah, it, like uh, I do. It begins with uh, avoiding my ex-wife. How come Levy's laughing? Why, why is it Levy's laughing? And Pinker, the guy I'm doing the show with, I'm trying to sell this mother with Pinker, and he's sitting here going. Huh, what time is lunch? <laughs> <laughs> what time is lunch? Well, I just you know. Wait, I have to call my wife. I, I just I no, promised to stop at Asco on the way home. No, 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 no. That's not the kind of marriage I have. No way, baby. No, 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 no. Oh, you are so pussy whipped. I, I am. Not. You are major whipped. You think so? Absolutely. You're crazy. You walk inside your house and your wife says, "Grab the broom and start." Oh, you know, God. I give you further instructions. Oh, gosh, that's not that's not true whatsoever. I mean, you don't. You never met my lovely. Well, you walk in and the first thing you do is you start wrapping my masculinity about. I my wasn't shirt. rapping. I just was saying it's a nice sweater. Right away you get defensive. You don't like this sweater. I do. You, like I it. see. I'm I'm secure enough in my masculinity <laughs> to wear this sweater. And believe me, to wear this sweater, you got to be pretty fucking secure <laughs> in your masculinity. <laughs> wow, what a sweater! I don't know who who put those the guy, checks the guy, together. The guy who designed this sweater. <laughs> Really was doing badasses back in the sixties. Man, he was big on Moby Grape. <laughs> no, I was trying to give you a break. I figured maybe someone gave you that gave you that as a present. You didn't buy it on your own. Did you buy that on I, your I own? I bought this on you're, my own for my guy Mike over at uh, over at St. Croix in uh, Bloomingdale's, where I buy all of my sweaters. <laughs> now, if you told me you bought it from St. Croix, I might buy that. So Christmas is not a big thing for you. I mean, well, it's a, it, it was big when I had kids. Yeah, yeah you, you do know. have kids. Um, well, but I mean, now they're grown up, so you can't. I uh, got the same deal. You can't go the Santa Claus route. No, I got the same deal. Do uh, I got the same deal? Do, do your people play Santa Claus? <laughs> Let my people go. What do you mean? <laughs> yes, we play Santa Claus. Of course, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. I did. I did. I think the whole Christmas thing is. I, mean, I go along with it because you know I'm pussy whipped, and I and I go along with it because you know, um, you know when you know when we my wife and I got together, 
we just kind of decided to respect each other. We we choose to look at these holidays more like traditions opposed to like religion. Like you know, in Hanukkah you like the menorah, Christmas you have the tree. Keep on going. You're sounding more and more like Billy Graham mm-hmm. with every breath. I, I am. I am. I'm, I am Billy Graham and uh, Billy Gramstein and. We just decided to do the Christmas route, of course, because that's what she did, and we got the tree. And then, you're right, when the kids were little, it's something that I wish I would have experienced because just watching watching the kids come down, you know, with their sleeper. Instead, their you went to Barnum and Bagel. I did. No, no, no. We didn't go to Barnum and Bagel. Or Dan, Jack's Dan, not too, yeah. No, what we did was um, we went. You to, ever have the pancakes at Jack's? The best. We went to. They are, you know, you know, man. After we get done with this show, we should go to Jack's for pancakes. You don't drive. They are. What do you mean I don't drive? He says Elk Grove, and he says, "Am I coming on Sunday to the to the Man Show?" Sure, it's in Elk Grove Village, the studio, and right away, it's no farther than Jack's. But anyways, they're not open on on the holidays. What the Jews do is they go uh, they go uh, to a movie and they eat Chinese. <laughs> Because that's what's open on Christmas. It's the truth. Wayne Allen it's Root. Wayne Allen Root, who is the essence of Vegas gambling, one of my great friends. He had this. He had this Chinese place. Mm-hmm. He went to at least you know a couple nights a week. And Wayne's got more money than he'll ever be able to spend. Well, he was really close to the guy who owned the uh, Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. And the Chinese guy said to Wayne, "I'm going to close shop here and I'm going to move from Las Vegas to Reno." Well, he goes to Reno, Nevada to, to scout out, you know, locations. He comes back and Wayne says, uh, so when are you leaving? He goes, uh, no Reno. No, no Reno. 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 Reno won't work. Wayne says, why? He says, no Jews. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The Jews and, uh, and the, uh, this is the, you know, and a lot of the African American community support the Gen- Gentiles just sit around and hope that their relatives are going to leave. Gentiles sit around and wait for they 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 don't go out and spend money. You know this is this is honest. I got true. This past summer, I was with Bobby Hits, who you know. Mm. Okay, sweet guy. I was with Bobby Hits. We were sitting on, at Rosebud on Superior and uh, Superior and Rush, and Alex Dana came out. Honest, this is honest. I got true story. And we were talking, and uh, you know how's business? It's okay. He said, you know something. He knew. I was, he said, you know, I, I mean this is from the bottom of my heart. If it wasn't for the Jewish people, I would have probably closed down a few restaurants. Why? He said, and he was, just, and he's an Italian guy, and he was just being yeah. very honest. He said because the Jewish people, again, he said, generally speaking, they go out to eat, they go out to celebrate, they go out to have a good time to eat. He said the reason why Gibson works so well because the Irishmen go to the bar and the Jewish people go to the restaurant. And he said, I'm telling you, if I didn't have a lot of Jewish clientele, I would be closed down. He said a lot of the Italians, he says, moi, me, he said, no, oh, they cook the spaghetti at home and the meatballs and what's and, and they don't believe in a lot of times going out. And this is a man, his faith, his people. So I'm not saying anything out of school, but he was, it's very interesting. It's true. Panker, Panker, I'm telling you. Jewish women, you know what they make for dinner? They make reservations. This is what they make. Gee, that line, that, that well, line's, that line's only been around well, since, I had to throw since it you know, there. Adam and Eve were, since Adam was trying to get I, laid. I know, I, but some of the people out there, some of our main A's Gentiles. Do you believe in Adam and Eve? No, I believe in Adam and Steve, but I believe in Adam and Eve. I believe in Adam and Steve. Maybe Adam and Steve will join us. Well, I mean, they'll help, Adam and Steve will take you in with that sweater. I can tell you that right now, my friend. You know what, Pinker? One more comment about the sweater, and your jaw is going to be on Western Avenue. I can't wait. And, and Levy's going great. Yeah, and Levy's going, is it time for lunch yet? Yeah, maybe I can sit in here with the Pinker. So me... when, when, when are the two old guys going to be done? All right, so now, are you going to come on Sunday or what? Yeah. Come yeah. on. You Why got nothing to do. What do you mean I got nothing to do? What's on at 5 o'clock? 
All right, there's a Hawk game at six. I'll give you that. Well, they play, yeah, I'll, I'll probably I'll, I'll probably go to the Hawk game. Okay, see, but there's also a Hawk game the week after that at Club Memorial. There's four Hawk games in a row at six o'clock in the next four. Really? Three. Yeah. Really? I don't know if they're all home though. I don't know who they're playing this Sunday. No, I know. No, I don't know who they're playing this Sunday, but I know there's a Hawk game at six. Also, you know, I, I'm I'm having a I'm having a meeting on Sunday. And this is critical. We're going to begin plans now for the Bulls championship rally. In Grant Park. <laughs> and when? When we get the Olympics in 2016? Yes, I, 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 we should really extend best, uh, best holiday wishes to, uh, Mayor 2016 mm-hmm. and congratulate him on the tremendous impact he clearly had in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. You knew we were in trouble when the guy from the IOC said, uh, the little short Irish guy, throw him out. <laughs> yeah, we were, uh, we didn't even have a chance. Parking meters. You know, this, this city that works ain't working. No. It's not working. Well, my friend, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. Well, we'll be back next week for our New Year's our New Year's podcast. We should come with our <laughs> resolutions. Well, we, what we should, do is we should smoke have, more cigars. We, we should have Lisa Dominic here because she should Lisa should explain you know exactly what's going to go down at Cybrus. You know, Lisa, I, I love her, I do, but her head is she really is a ditz. Today she was supposed <laughs> to she is. She was supposed to be here, not, and I just remembered it. I told her to come early because I keep, I'm getting after her to do a podcast about her book. Yeah, 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 I'm filling in 100.3. I'm filling in 100.3. I'll come. Nothing. She, and she puts it in her her, her, uh, her iPhone. She fell down the steps a few weeks ago. I'm serious. She hasn't been the same. She's really losing her shit, and she's 50. She's young. She's 53 years she old. She looks like she's about 34. Yeah, well, she never has no kids, no stretch hot marks. Hot Really a hot little butt. Nice little girl. But really, really got, getting ditzy. I thought I got rid of Jacobson, you know, my show. I got her. It was like, uh, it was just trading one for one. But I love her. I'll take her. But she's my idiot. All you know right, what I'm uh, saying? One night, one night, one night only. Yeah. Secluded location. Yeah. Nobody's going to know. What are you talking about? You get you get to drink nonstop and party with... Lisa Dominique yeah. or Amy Jacobson. Give me the call and why. Great, great question. I would say Amy Jacobson. I got to go with Amy too. I do. Amy is nuts. Amy, Amy has got a wild child existing in that there, heart. There's no Amy, question. When Amy is 75 years old, in her mind, Amy is still going to be 20. I got to go with Jacobson. I mean, she can really and cut her. She's a, a gonzo reporter, and still to this day, shame on Larry Wharton, Channel 5, for firing Amy Jacobson. Amy Jacobson is the most passionate reporter in this town to this day. You give her, you know, seriously, you send her out for a story, she'll work 100 hours. That's right. And, and I'm not kidding, and she will not come back until she comes back with that story. Do you remember a few years ago, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners do, but the Southwest Airlines yeah. Fort member came through and, and killed that child? The only person that those parents would talk to is because Amy Jacobson. Another reason why, because she cares. She really does. She's really a nice person. She's out of her mind. Not my ex-girlfriend. But she's a nice girl. My ex-girlfriend was so jealous of Amy. You know, Amy's a pretty good golfer. Very we good We played golfer. a couple of golf mm-hmm. tournaments mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, Suzanne, my ex-chick, I mean, she was so jealous of Amy. But you know what? Amy Amy has got such a flair about her, mm-hmm. such a, a funk. She does. And she's, she's so jazzy in her own way. Right. You can see why chicks would get jealous yeah. of Amy. And ironically enough, she would, wouldn't want me saying this, she's one of the most insecure chicks I know. With the beauty, with the brains, with the jazz, with the schmaltz, with the this, with the that. Banker, she's in this business. She's no more insecure than I am. Yeah, but you She's don't no look insecure. like Amy Jacobson. You got that right. 
I mean, come on. You, I, I can understand why you're insecure. Have you ever seen her with her hair combed back? Sure, I have. I mean, she is so fucking hot. I have seen her in a lot of different ways. Yes, I have. Not with me. I'm just saying, I've, I've seen her, yes. Mm-hmm. What were you doing, watching him with Jim Johnson? No, we, we got to be good friends. Uh, you know, I, I'm not that I'm saying I'm trying to pat myself on the back. Nobody would touch her. I gave her a shot on the Sunday show, and for there, she went on the Rose show. It's true. She started on my Sunday show uh, last uh, year ago, September. Quite frankly, I thought she carried your Sunday show. <laughs> she carried my Sunday show. <laughs> I'm going to carry you right out of your dead in a minute. But, no, she did a nice job. She did a nice job. Please, if you do carry me out of your dead, bury me in the sweater. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, he All is right. the Panker. I am Topic. Oh, We're going to be back in seven days for more of this uh, nonsense, uh, enlightening uh, info designed to make you a a better day to day citizen and human being. Mm-hmm. And if you buy that line of crap, yeah. we... Merry Christmas, there, my boy. You know, by the way, friend. Panker, we should yeah. actually have a Sybaris contest after you and I go there. No one for, could for, beat for, that for babes only. To join Copic and Pinker at the Sybaris. No, I'm into that. I'm telling you right now that there are 20 chicks on Facebook right now who would do this. You think? Absolutely. Well, it's a law of average. I, I, we have 3,000 people. I can start. Like 1%. I can start, I can start naming names right now. Mm, I they would do this. Who wants to join Chet and the Pinker at, at Sybaris? You know, get some chick with a Blackhawk jersey and totally naked. Yeah, nice. Okay. Oh, yeah, nice. I really like that idea. So this idea, I. this idea is going to just—it's going to—it's uh, going to explode. It's—it's it's probably going to die. <laughs> Once again, he is Pinker. I am Copic. We'll talk to you in seven days. Until then, peace, love, and rock and roll. Have a great forget. holiday. Our uh, New Year's Eve show is coming up uh, in seven days, and if you missed that New Year's Eve show, I got news for you: uh, life will go on. <laughs>